Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another installment of Two Legs. This is episode number 217. We are mainly a podcast focusing on the solo career of Paul McCartney. My name is Andy Nichols, one of the co-hosts of Two Legs, and joining me today is co-founder Mr. Thomas Hanyati. Hello, Thomas. Hello, Andy. Good to be back and uh, very excited to talk about this this particular year that we're going to be focusing on today. Yeah, and, and, we to, got do, two and, great and guests. to do that, to do that, we've yeah. got, uh, the, for the, at least the third time, maybe fourth yes. even, we've got... Uh, the excellent Mark Easter and Chip Mattinger, the authors of the fabulous uh, Eight Arms to Hold You book, which was published in 2000, uh, 23 years ago now almost, which is crazy. Uh, and it's also available online where an, up, an updated version is, oh, not an updated, a slightly updated and revised version. Isn't that right, fellas? Um, 30,000 new words and 30,000 old words taken out. Taken so. out, right. So <laughs> Chip Mattinger and Mark Easter, uh, good, uh, hello, gentlemen, and welcome back to Two Legs. Thanks for coming on. Thanks, Thanks for having us. Good beer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, go ahead and uh, show people right now, Chip, what you got where people can uh, they can order this uh, updated version. Um, and there you go. And we'll pause we that. Go. And you can pause that right now if you want to. And then also we'll put that in the, uh, in the. Uh, oh yeah. Below that's where. Link. That's where you so, can get. Of course, yeah. obviously, Chip's other book that he did. <laughs> obviously, Lanthanology. <laughs> yeah. What he did with Scott Rail. Strange yeah. days indeed. Um, gentlemen, so we had you. We had you guys on for 1980. We did 1975, and now we're going to do 1989. Which we'll get through the conversation and see if it was a indeed a comeback or just a. Another album from Paul. Um, I think time will, will recall this period as a comeback, whether or not we believe it, it is or not. Um, that's why we have you guys on. So uh, what are your quick just initial thoughts on uh, 1980? Before we dive into the, the year as a whole, 89, Paul, your thoughts and where he was at then at the time. Was it, was it, a, was it a welcoming back or was it just like ah, another album? Well, Chip, do you want to go first or me? Sure, sure. 89 was an incredibly exciting year just because of all of the McCartney activity with the right. new album. You know, we hadn't had an album in a while and we hadn't had a tour in forever. And it was a really exciting time to be a fan. Sure. Mark? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it was, uh, it, it, it's kind of ironic because uh, it was great to have the new album, but in the end, the new album really got swallowed up by the tour mm. by the tour um, mm. and you know what everyone would thought was going to be a big top 10 record for paul in the u.s uh, right didn't materialize despite you know one of the most hyped tours of all time uh but it really 89 kind of started the template for what would follow as far as paul's touring activities um and so yeah, so it's an it's it's definitely an important year, um, but almost more in terms of his performance career more than his recording career. So. One well said. One might even argue that the template that he put forward in eighty nine ninety is what he's still doing today. Exactly. So yeah. So yeah. this really set it up. Whereas uh, you know his touring years prior had all been uh, kind of oddball. You know, yeah. it is, except for Wings <laughs> Over America, which was much more of a you know, right. standard tour. But if you look at all the tours that Paul did prior to that, uh, and including the 79 tour, it was just, it was very odd. 
79 was probably just because of what happened in January of 80, 80 the bust. Yeah. That kind of, you know, mm. scotched that. Uh, but everything before that was was very almost scattershot in terms of how he approached his performance career. And 89 mm. definitely became, you know, professional Paul uh, in, in terms of how he, he viewed his, his performance career. So. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, it, it really is. But the really the the wheels are set in motion for Flowers in the Dirt, really in '88, right? Everything's kind of coming together. Mm -hmm. He's right. trying to put the band together, yeah. really towards the end of '88 and so forth. And that's kind of when everything yeah, really, really starts throughout '88, really. Yeah, right, throughout '88, right? Because he's picking I mean, pieces really here and there. We're getting right. Yeah, yeah. you know, getting. You can't Chris talk Whitten, about '89 you know, without talking about '88. So. Correct. Yeah. Right. right. And, you know, if you want to call it um, another shot in the arm, I know he had a new manager at the time who kind of, you know, where it was, it was installed and got the all the best campaign, suggested that Costello write with him. So right. this is kind of yeah. the fruits of that initial spark of a new shot in the arm for Paul to say, look, right. why don't you just do this and get back to your muse here a little bit? You know, and it took another voice to do that. Exactly. For sure. Yeah. Richard Ogden is sort of the who was the manager, sort of the unheralded hero of this whole period in terms of trying to get Paul back on track, uh, both artistically and commercially. Uh, so, yeah. Right. Absolutely. He's the one that pretty much, you know, when he did his Phil Ramone sessions, he, I mean, he was the, pretty much the one to say, well, let's scrap that. Let's do an all the best yeah. uh, or greatest hits, you know, right. and we'll go, we'll do that. And then we'll focus on, you know, these new songs that you've been recording with, Elvis Costello and so, so we can on. blame Richard Ogden for the non-appearance of Once Upon a Long Ago in America. <laughs> Probably, actually, because this is, this is this is not a single that the U.S. wants to hear right now, and he was right. That he was, was right, and you know, at that you think time, so? Oh yeah, yeah. it would have been okay. a gigantic flop. If it had been three yeah. years prior, say like the follow-up to No More No, no More Lonely Nights, it might have done a little maybe maybe, maybe three years yeah. early, maybe done a little but, better, maybe. Pop scene of 1987-88 was very 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 different than a few years before mm. so yeah, yeah. maybe if i pushed it as a christmas single mm. yeah maybe. i don't think even if, but we don't have christmas yeah. singles over here that's true so that's mm. you know that's the reason it was sub slightly successful in the uk uh yeah comparatively but yeah it, it just it was a wise move uh for you know, the u.s career it was, yeah. and I know in, the, in light of the box set coming out in 2017, of course, Paul built it as like this whole thing was basically him and Costello, and history mm -hmm. shows us that's not what the album is. No. Some of no. couple mm -hmm. co-writes, but it's really a hodgepodge of those mid-80s periods of lost recordings going back to as early as 84 with mm -hmm. I Love This House and We Got Married, dating back to that period. So it's not like, oh, me and Elvis wrote an album, at that, but that's how yeah. he... That's how he remembered it when it came out, when he put it out again. But that's not sure. clearly what this album is. Yeah. Well, that's uh, that's Macca. We write in history. It's his yeah. prerogative to do so. But that's, yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, so it's I, I, I like to think it's a return to form um, somewhat. Obviously, here in the U.S., 21, I think I got to, right? 21 in, the, in America. Right. Yeah. The yeah. album. Yeah, yeah. Which was, yeah. And it was, you know, that was a massive that was it you know, it only hit 21 yes mm -hmm. yeah. wow now, yeah. now i will say it was on the charts for a long time it was i mean it was right. a lengthy in fact i think and this is without looking it up but i think it's it's one of his longest chart lps simply because of all the touring he did all the touring float right but, right 
he kept right. it floating, but it, there he, were just no big, you know, there were no big singles on it. And so, right. As I a mean, result, he did, didn't, yeah. right. Yeah. I mean, he did play, he did push it through the tour. I mean, he, oh, he did yeah. what, six, yeah. six, seven songs off of there, which is, you, you know, at the time, yeah, the most he's, this, he'd ever done. You, you know, bet. For, yeah. I mean, yeah. started the, the, every show started off with figure of eight. Yeah, you know, eight, and yeah. which was if you think about his touring now if he would ever start a, a show with a new song right you know you'd fall over dead you know right but he <laughs> um but but yeah he was definitely pushing the new stuff at the time mm. absolutely so you know the album really kind of kicks off really in beginning of the year they're working on flowers motive of love mixing the album the album, and then of course, really nothing really really gets going until April. Then they start they film that put it there documentary, you know, which right. is all yeah, pretty much at right the. Yeah. Those are all at his studio, you know, the ranch, yeah, or the what do you want to call it? Not well, yeah. not his current studio. I think it was his old one, right? It's in a, I think it was a, the, an annex to yeah. the mill. That's where they were doing the reversing. Right. right, the mill. Yeah, yeah you know, so it's uh, it's an, it's one of those documentaries we haven't reviewed yet, but uh, it's kind of all over the place a little bit. Uh, you know, watching that documentary and it's the first time you get to see like the band and was he floating with calling changing the band i know you guys in your book mentioned that he had floated with the idea of naming this band but then just said screw it i'm just gonna go out as paul mccartney you guys wrote that in here that's yeah. right yeah i mean Lumpy had, trousers you know, was high on the list <laughs> like like think tank and yeah it, it, yeah it, think it, tank yeah. was one of them that you guys wrote down there yeah mm -hmm. right. but yeah it after a while it was just like eh yeah, now yeah that's exactly now moving somewhere along the line here and i know it's probably after it probably was before this the hillsborough disaster happens in 89 right right so which leads right. to paul's appearance mm. on that single right there right. that's the seven inch this is the 12 um, 12 inch right which i believe was that 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 disaster unfortunately happened in april of 89 may um the charity single comes out really kind of holly johnston and jerry marsden there's a but paul has a pretty prominent part on that on that on that charity single again if you're not in the know in this country you're like well what you know what the hell is going on i mean is the was the hillsborough disaster a something you guys knew about at the time and b were you aware of that of that charity release at, at the time as record buyers then oh yeah um yeah well i wasn't aware of the disaster um the the three inch cd single from the uk popped up at my local store mm -hmm. i was i was living up in new hampshire at the time Oh, okay. And had a great store um, that would bring in all the imports. So that's where I first saw it. Mm, yeah. One of the, 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 the mini, the mini one. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I managed. Still don't have. Yeah. How'd you how'd you get it, Mark? <laughs> I managed a record store at the time, right. so I knew I about it. Oh, okay, everything. cool. Oh, I remember so, you telling yeah. us that. Yeah, in the past that yeah. you managed yeah. one, so you got it there. Yeah. Um, good single. You know, at this point, the album is still being worked on. And then June, I think, the obviously, well, he does a couple appearances on Wogan um, to promote Figure of Eight and My Brave Face. He had been on Wogan a few times in 86 uh, to promote things. So that was a regular appearance. So they're, you're getting you're getting these, these these performances and miming it, but the singles aren't dropped yet, right? Before the album? No, I mean, the, no. Well, well, May 8th, we get uh, My Brave Face is, is, is released. Uh, All right, so the it single, comes out a month before the a month before the right. album yeah. comes out. Yeah, come for the release, and then you know, and what people don't realize is a lot. Of, I hear a lot of people bitch about all the different variations of stuff that he releases uh, these days. He's been he's been doing that 
since the eighties. I mean, you, you no only with like that this, only you... with that damn Oil is the Sole song. No, 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 no. Oh, no, 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 my friend. Oh, different no. colors you, don't you, count, though. Yeah, different. Back yeah, then you were getting oh, yeah, songs. right. But right, you, you were getting songs, but you were you were getting you were getting multiple different twelve inch singles. You were getting multiple. You were getting the CD singles, cassette singles, multiple forty fives as well. They so all it's had not like an extra on them. Right. Yeah. Correct. <laughs> Yeah, so you had to so, get them. Yeah. Right, right. right. It wasn't just get getting them. it for it was a different colored vinyl like he's right, doing right. now. <laughs> yeah. right. Like everybody's right. doing now. It's not just him. I think Except tell, me. Right. We know Except Mark, me. we know that you're not yeah. Mark, I don't even think yeah. you didn't even you got what, one copy of McCartney three? That was it? Or not even? No, no, no. I did I no, I I, I bought the what was it? The four CDs with the demos on them. oh okay right yeah, oh, with the, japanese, yeah. The, the japanese, japanese one. okay the japanese versions because <laughs> yeah. i do right. recall in a previous chat you were like you were done with like the excess overboard if it has a unique track i have to have it but other than that yeah color well, like, vinyl like, gotcha. picture discs mm-hmm. no sorry well like Not chip it. said if there's extra material worth having then if it's a different Absolutely. format you're getting extra material well, then yeah. that's a home run yeah. of course Always. yeah that, you bet it yeah Except with Flowers in the I'm, Dirt, he put out all the little extra bits, all the extra B-sides, and then he lumped them all together onto one CD in Japan. Right, because, and, and right. that's a good point, because in starting with yeah. the 12-inch of, of My Brave Face, you were getting these songs. If you didn't know anything about the Russian album, um, if you didn't have Club Sandwich, you probably wouldn't have known about, perhaps, about the Russian album. So then he's starting to uh, to drop these songs that he recorded um, back in 88 onto these onto these uh, 12 inch singles and CD singles as well. And Mark, weren't those the only places we could get the Russian stuff digitally at the time? At the time, yeah, 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 yeah. Because I mean, you know, it didn't the whole thing didn't come out until 91. 91, so. right, mm-hmm. right, right, right. So my mm. my brave face drops, fellas. Do you think that that's like his best song, modified like since Normal Lonely Nights, like return, like? Quality, top shelf writing, performing, melody hooks is power. Do you like stuff in between? Like in terms of my brave face, it comes right out as a single. You know, it's got the hit quality. It's got single quality all over it. Did you feel that way at the time? I was surprised it wasn't a bigger hit. Um, mm. Cause it was 25 it, here in the States. Yeah. Yeah. Which again, it's like yeah. nothing, you know, you might as well be 75 yeah. as far as capital is concerned. Uh, right, <laughs> because, right. You know, th- there, there were lots of expectations behind that, but yeah, you know, on a, on art- artistically, uh, absolutely, it was a great track, and right, uh, you know, just yeah, melodically everything you'd want, um, a good lyric. Um, so yeah, it was, and, it was and of course, no doubt, no, no doubt helped the by the video, yeah. and you know, mm-hmm. I think you know, the. Paul coming to terms with his Beatle past. It's just all evident in right. this period. Whether mm-hmm. that's all Costello taking credit for it, which he does, <laughs> I, I, what do you guys think about that? Like, do you, like, in other words, like, do you think Costello was the real reason to, for Paul to say, you know, embrace this stuff? I mean, Paul doesn't, Paul's not going to do anything he doesn't want to do, right? So, yeah. I don't, yeah. I don't know that, yeah, I mean, I don't think Costello was strict. He certainly was a catalyst. Um, mm. you know, and but I think he was even more importantly a catalyst for Paul taking his songwriting seriously again. Um, right. in terms of, of, of 
sort of being put on notice uh, that kind of in a way that he hadn't since George Martin in the pre-tug of war era said, these songs are not good. You know, these right. songs you're, right. you're presenting yeah. me with are, are not good. And Costello uh, had the balls to be able to, you know, cause he had his own career. It's like, if you don't, <laughs> if you don't agree with me or you don't, you want to kick me out, that that's fine. You know, um, that's but the he, closest we ever really came to Paul having a collaborator since John. Oh, without a mm. doubt. And, yeah, and well, the edge you know, that I mean, Elvis brought to it. Oh. Yeah. It just well, made all the difference. It, it, and watching yeah. that video, it just seems that the, 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 the Beatles charm returned when you watch that video and you and you watch the Put It There documentary. For the first time, mm -hmm. really, he is totally cool with everything. And, and I mean, you're watching that video, he's playing full. Well, the Hoffner came out again. Right. Right. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, and that yeah. was as a result of Costello. Right. Costello right. as well, yes. And and I do think Mecca or Mecca does uh, acknowledge Elvis Costello for that. Um, mm -hmm. In a couple of the uh, the special features that were on the um, on the Flowers in the Dirt box set, I he think does. He, all, yeah, he, yeah. He, he does. And in fact, I, th I think though he was playing that original Beatle Hoffner on this album though in the tour. And then he, obviously he since had all his replicas made, but I do think it, that was the original. Hoffner that was used initially, you know, with the yeah, well, with the with lots of modifications. Yeah, lots of modifications. <laughs> right. <laughs> it, inside, it's possible to keep in tune. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Inside, yeah. it was the, it was a totally different bass, but outside, yeah, it was the same. Right. So. Yeah. Magic really reworked and yeah. totally fine tuned, right, Mark? Like right. Major. Right. Yeah. Yeah. There's no way that bass could have made it that tour yeah. otherwise. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah. Interesting thing is that he's still having more. Right around, I think, right after Tug of War, uh, there was kind of a switch where he started having more success in the UK than he was here. Um, and mm -hmm. that's still the case here. I mean, in the UK, the album goes to number one. Um, My Brave Face single goes to 18 as it went to, and, and it went to, as it went to 25 here, like we said already. So he's still having a, a lot of success in, in, in the UK. Uh, however, you know, U.S. being, you know, the bigger market, I mean, this is where you're really hoping that the, the success happens. Um, mm -hmm. And then let's talk about uh, Flying to My Home, the B-side. I mean, because I, for me, this was one of the best B-sides he, 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 he's ever done, in my opinion. Yeah. Jens? Great tune. Yeah. You like it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Even, with that, whiny, that, even that, with that whiny vocal, you don't mind? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you know, I, I, I think it's probably I love the it. weakest yeah. of the of the co-compositions, which is why it ended up as a B-side. Yeah. So hmm. yeah, so I mean, so so the Wogan, the promotion, all through May and June, the album comes out finally on the fifth of June, nineteen eighty nine, and this is where you know, do we feel it's a comeback? Is is it you know, is it a comeback? Is it or is it is it is it, or is it uh, is it neither? Is it just the same old, same old? Stepping back to your UK US for a second. Yeah. For the for the mm -hmm. ten weeks before the album came out, there was an hour long special with Paul, the McCartney on okay. McCartney special. Yes. Which okay, pretty yeah. much Thank you for bringing that up. And yeah. you know, that was a, a, a great series. But we didn't get to hear it here. It was only we a radio it was a radio thing, Chip? In the UK, yeah. Okay. In the so, UK. Yeah. Um for that. The, um, to what just that was just used to promote it. You're saying? Well, it was like the first nine hours or so where you know his, his 
solo career. And then the final hour was all about flowers in the dirt. If I remember right, it's been how long now? Yeah. So you, did you get to hear it though later on or um, you didn't get to hear it originally, but did you get to hear get, it later on? I got to hear it shortly after the album came out. I was able to get a copy of okay. all, all 10 shows. Oh, nice. Oh, cool. Very cool. Um, yeah, I can remember the album vividly coming out. It was it was kind of my, my first new McCartney album, so I remember very. I have lots of strong memories of it. I was about eight eight years old at the time, but I remember <laughs> it very well. That the promotion on VH1 was off the charts. It was like new album, the video, right. figure of eight, very 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 prevalent. So I can remember. Whereas obviously I was a little younger for Press to Play, but I don't remember any kind of immediate attention thrown on that album like there was for this one. Pun in, pun well, in, pun intended. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. well, and and that's because there was going to be a tour, you know. I mean, that's mm. <laughs> that's the reason for the push. Um, and you know, since Paul had been here in thirteen years, obviously, uh, you know. And in the end, <laughs> as I said to begin with, that's what proved to be uh, a sad but true point was that people were far more interested in seeing. Paul live than listening to new to Paul McCartney. New Paul McCartney, yeah. And that was, and mm -hmm. you know, that that flipped the script, uh, and pretty much permanently. Yeah. So absolutely. You know, it, go ahead, Mark. Go ahead, Chip. It did air in the U.S., but it was only a couple of hours. Okay. It, 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 it so was, it was edited down. Highlights, right? It was it was heavily okay. edited, and there was maybe. God, Mark, help me out here. Was it maybe a four-hour thing in the U.S.? I, I don't even remember. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but but I remember I, I ha hearing that before I had the album, and they played four songs from the album, and I pulled them out and put them on a, a tape for the car. Right. Just because, you know, just to hold me over until the album came out. <laughs> right. I, I remember watching the, the, the My Brave Face video, and, 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 I mean, and yes, it was cool to see, you know, those those Beatle images. Just mm -hmm. like it was kind of cool to see the Beatle images on the uh, Nobody Told Me um, music video. But I never felt like, oh, my God, this is great. He's getting back into the Beatles. I was, so, you know, I'm a huge fan of his solo career. And then when we get to the tour, well, I mean, we can talk about, you know, the lack of, you know, 80s songs that he didn't do um, that it would have been nice if he did do. But, you know, I didn't I never felt like, oh, my God. You know he's he's revisiting his Beatles past and and let me bring it on. I wanted just him to celebrate his solo career because he does he works so hard now these days these days to to promote the Beatles stuff and it just seems like the his solo career. Takes in other, the back in other words, like the well, back, how come know? there there's no yeah. no more lonely nights? Take it away, spies like us. In the oh, Sunrise. absolutely. Well, right, yeah, we I, can, yeah, we can. Talk I can tell about you, that. I can tell you one. Well, yeah, we can either, or I can tell no. you right now that basically, uh, the the 180s song other than coming up that he did include uh, Ebony and Ivory. was Ebony and Ivory, and having been at many, many, many shows on that tour where he performed that song until he finally dropped it, uh, people mm. would run to the bathrooms, uh, mm. get new, get new beer refreshes and. Uh, it, right. it, you know, people did not want, but Paul thought, oh, well, it was a giant hit. People will want to hear mm -hmm. this song. It was only seven years before, but you know, that was seen as a, I, I don't want to hear that damn song again, ever, you know? <laughs> right. So, <laughs> so, so he, it and, was, and so it he was... quickly dropped it because he was just like, okay, mm. well, cause he, he is 
sensitive to that. Um, you know, so yeah, he. Mark, what did he replace it with? Do you happen to know offhand? I, I don't. Or Chip? I, uh, give me a second. You guys talk about something yeah. else. And I'll <laughs> I, I, I was always the first time. It was always it was it was a constant in the set list. I did not realize yeah. it was dropped. He dropped. When it was later. that dropped? It was ninety. It was in the ninety. Yeah. This is why these guys uh, are on, everybody. This is why we have them on. They can, look, <laughs> they can look this stuff up. You think we know yeah. stuff? We don't know nothing right. compared to them. But then, well, the funny part is, that he, I think he initially. I can't remember if he initially replaced it with this, but you know, uh, in, in the uh, February shows, he started playing that horrible uh, "P.S. Love Me Do." Oh, Christ. oh, um, yes. Which, yes. I mean, yes. Uh, my mouth dropped okay. open. Um, yeah. But I don't know if that's the track that that replaced it. But I know that that was an addition mm. that also didn't last more than one leg. Right. Uh, right. <laughs> it only had a couple of shows. Um, Ebony and mm. Ivory was dropped after the Japanese tour. So when he came back to the States yeah. at the very end of March, beginning of April, it was no longer in the Of States. 90. Yeah, of 90. Of, of, of 90. Ni right, of 90. Of 90. Yeah, okay. So wow. three, two-thirds of the tour, it was a part of the set. Yeah. Right. Uh, yeah, right. I know we, we, well, jumped, we jumped ahead a little bit with the tour stuff, but yeah. we'll, 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 we'll go back. Yeah. Um, Bill, he did so much uh, promotion for this, and you and the, again, you guys, as you can follow along with us, I mean, if you, if you, you know, if you have the original book, or if you, if you have the new, the new revised version, or, or you know, and you can get it, you can follow with us because all of this information that we're talking about is in, is in the book, and and one of the things, I mean, it was so worldwide. He did so much promotion for this, for this, this tour, like you said, Mark, and he's going all over the world, miming. Uh, visa commercials you know, from visa a, commercials yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well you know he's going on you know to, you know in, in countries like you know uh italy germany you know france spain he's doing all of these shows where he's miming uh songs and 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 you know doing like entertainment tonight uh and and stuff like that really getting so he's doing a really great job promoting the album right as it's coming out He's been glorified as the cutest Beatle and vilified as the man who broke the group up. But throughout his career, music has remained the driving influence behind Paul McCartney. McCartney has now formed a new group, and Lisa Gibbons visited him in England to hear the flip side of one of music's most prodigious talents. McCartney is talented, playful, and enormously private. Consider this a rare glimpse at rehearsals inside his English farmhouse. The new band includes his wife of 20 years, Linda. I tried out other singers, real proper session singers, kind of, who all the top people use. But I actually didn't like them. It was all too sort of pure for me. So it seems to work, you know. And she's the missus. I like her. <laughs> my brave, my brave, my brave His new video, My Brave Face, takes a swipe at investors who madly collect Beatles memorabilia. He co-wrote the song with rocker Elvis Costello. You've had very successful collaborations in your career. Why is that venue something that works for you? It's twice as easy as writing on your own. Writing with John, for instance. I, uh, on the Sgt. Pepper album, I was writing a song called It's Getting Better. It's getting better all the time. I was going on the piano. I go, it's getting better all the time. And John goes, it couldn't get much worse. 
And I mean, to have someone bring that into your song is like major, you know, because then your next line comes. I have to admit, it's getting better. The Beatle brought fame, fortune, and a lot of rumors. He's still trying to figure out some of them. There's a book out that says his final chapter is McCartney alone. You know, it's like he sits there with no friends. And it's like, oh, bloody hell, you know. And you, you, you think, well, you know, I'll give him a list of my friends. I'll get everyone to ring up. You're my friend. Please ring this man. So That's McCartney so told me he plans you know, to write his own book just to set the record straight. This is a man who's adjusted to life in the spotlight. There's always someone out there to say, well, she's a bag, I don't like him, he can't act, and he sings crummy. And, you know, that's their prerogative. They're allowed to do that. You've got to remember that. Can't go around hitting them all just because they say something nasty. Um, but as I say, you know, I've done very well. So out of it all, I've won. because I just want to talk to him just for a couple of minutes. Right. It's, it's a new band. Is, is this it? Is this this the new is band? it. This is the new band, Sue. This is the new band. Band, Sue. Sue, band. Hello, band. Hello, band. Is Hello. this the band that's going on a big tour? Yes, this is. This is the same band, unless, unless we sack them all in the meantime. But you're not it's very you're possible. No, 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 no. Just kidding. And when are you going on this tour? Uh, in September. Of the world? September of the world, yes. <laughs> Oh, we have you a laugh promised. on this you show, don't I? No, I'm just kidding. No, just... Listen, it can't be for the money, it can't be for the fame, it must be because you adore music. It is, yes, I do like doing it. Just a little? Yeah, well, I, I do, I love it. It uh, keeps me off the streets. And some, and some new songs you've been writing with Elvis Costello. Yes, that's right, on the new album, which is called Flowers in the Dirt, plug, plug. And, uh, Why not? There's about four of them with Elvis. How do, you, how do you write the songs with Elvis? What do you, what do you actually do? Little pencil. You get a little pencil. <laughs> and you... I knew it was going to be like this. <laughs> no, I could tell. No, Come on, no, you great, sit down. Great. You sit down with um, the guitar. We, we sat down with two acoustic guitars kind of across from each other and uh, just started making up things. And then I'd sort of say, well, I don't like that. Or he'd say he didn't like that. We'd just edit each other. And um, he's, he's good at writing songs. And, you know, so we kind of got on like two craftsmen kind of things. Good fun. I heard you say somewhere that it was the nearest you'd come to writing with John Lennon, that it's a similar kind of partnership. Yeah, he, he reminded me of John a little bit. Um, just, I think, mainly, first, uh, main thing is like the, uh, the idea that he's got a kind of s strong exterior and a kind of warm interior, which sort of John had. But he takes no uh, uh, messing around and stuff, you know, but uh, it were grand. So you come along with a kind of nice line and he puts in the acid wit. Well, I think so, yeah. It was a bit like that, you know, obviously not really like John, but uh, probably the most I've worked uh, like John than with anybody else in the world. <laughs> All right, we'll settle for that. It has to be said, um, and they'll find out in a minute, but there's a distinct 60s Beatlish sound about it, huh? Uh, but not the whole album, but just some of the tracks. Yeah, I think Elvis kind of led me a little bit towards that because he's a fan of the kind of 60s stuff, you know. Hmm. So you're off on tour, which must be, I don't understand why you want to do it. It must, I mean, we were talking about hell on earth, walking to the Arctic, but I mean, it must be hell. Packing, unpacking for 12 months. It is hell, Sue. It's not easy at the top. 
It's a tough life. In fact, I think we ought to cancel the tour right here and now. <laughs> no, no. Paul McCartney in countdown, and how many people? Kijk of die me hoort. Ik kan me niet voorstellen met het applaus. Paul! Paul! Good. I was afraid you wouldn't be able to hear me. Come on, sit down. I've got something to drink for you. Uh, you can choose water or water or... Yeah, I'll have water, I think, yeah. Okay. okay. Now, about how many people? It sounds a bit reggae-like. How did you come up with that? Uh, I was in Jamaica on holiday. Lucky boy. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, reggae's in the air over there, so any song you write always gets a kind of reggae influence. So that's what happened with that one. And then later we uh, dedicated it to Chico Mendes at the rainforest, Brazilian mm -hmm. rainforest, because the lyrics about how many people have died, one too many for me, seem to fit his situation. You're quite involved with, uh, with actions like that, also ARC? Yeah. Well, the thing is, you know, it seems like uh, a lot of people realize that uh, the planet is at some kind of crossroads, you know, and we have to kind of look after it. And if the governments won't do it, then you find that the pop stars sort of fill the gap, you know? Mm -hmm. There have been so many actions like that. Aren't you afraid people will go like, oh, another one? Yeah, I think, you know, there is a big risk of people just getting bored mm -hmm. with the whole thing. But there's an even bigger risk of destroying the planet. So you have to weigh the two risks, you know? Mm -hmm. Okay. Now, now about your new album, Flowers in the Dirt. It's not the back in the USSR album, which was only released in, in the Soviet Union. Why yeah. is that? Well, that was released in Soviet Union just uh, as a gesture, like a friendly gesture uh, to the Russian people because normally the albums are released over here mm -hmm. in America first and then Russians get them later. So we thought it'd be a nice twist to release an, an album there that the Americans are having to bootleg and having to pay uh, a lot of money for. It's just a change, you know. Okay, now, now about your new album. Uh, most artists only use one producer for one album. Yeah. You used a lot of them. Yeah, um, there were quite a few people uh, I wanted to work with, you know, who I was interested in. Uh, Trevor Horn and Steve Lipson, who did Frankie Goes to Hollywood and um, Grace Jones, Slave to the Rhythm. Mm. I liked their production, so I wanted to work with them. But I also wanted to do a bit myself, so I, I did some myself. I also wanted to do a couple of Elvis Costello songs mm. uh, with Mitchell Froome, who's a, an American producer from L.A., and he does Crowded House and people like that, so he's got a more simple approach, which is nice for those songs. So we chose the various producers for the, for the different songs. A uh hundred -huh, various producers, various approaches. Yeah. Wasn't there one producer coming up with, uh, whoa, you got an idea for you, and you were going like, oh, no. No, we didn't use him. <laughs> <laughs> Now, uh, normally, you know, if you get a producer and he has a good idea, you listen to him. It's like a film director, you know. Um, even though I wrote the song, I still like other people to give me ideas, you know. If I don't like them, maybe we won't use it, you know. But uh, normally, they have good ideas if they're good producers, you know. Okay, now, uh, about working with Elvis Costello, yeah. uh, we all know he's quite a big McCartney fan. Weren't you afraid that the collaboration would go like, well, you're coming up with an idea, and he go, okay, okay, yes, yes, we'll do that. Well, I must say, I didn't think that would happen, you know, because he's not that kind of a guy, Elvis. He's, um, he's more of a straightforward guy, and I think he's very strict about his musical opinion. He, that's one thing he doesn't joke about, if you ask him about music, you know. So I knew that um, when we got together, that he would give me his true opinion. I think it was very uh, important to him to, to be the guy that would give me a true opinion, you know. 
and he did, and uh, I gave my opinion to him back. So we had a few fights, fight, and he yeah, had a few fights. I decked him a few times. No, no. But um, <laughs> it was great, you know, we enjoyed working together. He's a, he's a good uh, collaborator for me. Okay, we'll, we'll talk on in a It's not that he didn't promote the record. He certainly promoted right. the record. But um, but the big, it was more the event of the Paul McCartney tour that right. completely right. overshadowed the record. And no, he continued to, you know, obviously continued to push the record because he never stopped playing lots of songs from that record <laughs> throughout no. the tour. Right. Um, right. And, you know, made mention of the, of the album, you know, long after it had hit its heights. Um, mm. So, yeah, I, I don't, you know, it was always known as a tour to promote that record. But in the end, the, the tour was the, the tour was the thing. <laughs> so a couple more singles come out in July. You've got uh, this one back with this the one now with the first stone. Right. Now this one did get two different uh, releases on 45. It got the regular and then it got a deluxe that had a bunch of postcards of the, of the band uh, inside of that as, as well. So that was kind of a nice little, you know, again, there if were you, two if 12 you, inches as well. Correct. Yeah. Right. Yes. And there was a, promo 12 inch that had the alternate mm -hmm. uh what was that name of that mix the club uh, love joys club, club love, love joys, joys. <laughs> oh boy <laughs> <laughs> um this this one again pure pop uh the first stone is a song that, that that grew on me a lot ever since i mean it's okay but i didn't yeah. really like it a long time ago but it's kind of grown on me do you like quality b-side so, gentlemen or not really that was a good one yeah it goes on a little yeah. long it makes right, its point so. early, and then he kind of drives it into the mm. ground. But um, right. I, it, it started starts off strong. You know? Yeah, and yeah. nice. Um, it was, that was the one that was included in the uh, the seven inch singles box, which was nice. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's uh, McCartney uh, Hamish uh, co-write on that yep. one. That and the one that so, never came out is it raining in London? Right, and only a little right. bit thirty seconds of that got snuck out somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> that was on the uh, uh, the nineteen ninety three moving on, yes. documentary, right? Yes. Yep. yep. Yeah, and then we have uh, another single of of which many versions came out. Oas, let's say. Right. If I said that right, <laughs> I probably didn't. I don't like right. the song, so I mean it's okay. Tom, I think you guys. Uh, Tom, I think you love it. Chip, Mark. I uh, I mean it's okay, but I mean it's just not like must listen to. You know, I'm not going to uh you know put any effort into you know playing it you that know? was the nice so, thing about the yeah. vinyl version because you didn't there wasn't enough room for that track so it ended with motor of love thank yeah. god yeah. <laughs> well and in my perfect world the album would have ended with that day is done because yeah, yeah. that was yeah. motor of love yeah. because motor of love stinks to be <laughs> Yeah. precise and uh, so how, how many people how many people was a terrible people, song right. oh come on so, right. well let me let's let's ask this let's talk about this then you have two songs that did not get used with the with the costello mm -hmm. uh, mccartney co-write tommy's coming home and and 25 fingers yeah. i mean those are two and i think those are two of the better songs that they wrote together and then for those two to not get used, I mean, I, I think that yeah. was that was That's crazy that, yeah. you know, Paul was not the best judge of who what should of, go on his right. own records. So hindsight right. being 2020 motor of love is a twinge, schmaltzy 80s ballad overdone a yeah. little bit. 
four yeah. minutes. Too I felt long. that way in 1989. So. It's as if oh, you, oh, you felt that way. Yeah. Was that chip? Did it's like the Phil Ramone sound did make it? Well, into the he album was looking for point. he was looking for that uh, that drive sound from the cars. He wanted and, uh, and he, he, wanted he wanted the ballad his, closure. Right. Yeah. So, but, Mark, you didn't like it right out of the gate. You were like, this song sucks. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, uh, yeah, absolutely. That, to, from 34 years, I felt that way. That that uh, mm. that day is done made the most sense as an album closer yeah you know, it, it ends the song or it ends the album on a very strong note it's another you know costello co-write um yeah so yeah very uh very disappointing but that was the beautiful thing about cds uh yeah, yeah you know skip go to the next bye, one. <laughs> bye. or in the or in that mark, case mark. after that day is yeah. done it was eject and um, <laughs> Correct. Correct. Mark and Chip, were you guys getting every? Were you guys like getting the vinyl, the CD, the cassette of all these releases at that at that point in time? Yes. I only got the vinyl if they had a track that you couldn't get anywhere else. But I I had already, yeah, I'd 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 switched to. It's like you know, and I've mentioned this in earlier shows. Once we were able to get rid of surface noise and all the crap that came along with buying vinyl which still is the thing that i hate um i, I yeah i never went back to vinyl so but if, i if seem was, yeah. <laughs> i seem to remember that flowers in the dirt was the last time commercially vinyl was available like you could go to a store and get after this trying to get i mean it wasn't as commonly available i remember going to stores and seeing flowers mm-hmm. in the dirt stocked oh, yeah. yeah we had as many yeah we had as many lp copies of that as we did cds when it first came out so Right. And I mean, you, you, you ran a record store, Mark. I mean, take us back in terms of the pricing. I mean, was this, the CD was infinitely more expensive than the LP at that time. Right. Um, yeah. I mean, if that, I mean, I think, I think the LP would sell for like at that point, like nine 98 or eight 98. Right. And, and the CD, we usually had the CDs for like 12 or 13 98 at that time. So it wasn't because we discounted them. So there wasn't a huge, it wasn't like in the mid eighties when CDs were, you know, really more expensive than LP. Yeah. Do you you remember an excitement for the record, Mark, while you were working in the record store? Certainly we were all excited about it. I mean, you know, the people who I worked with and, and, you know, we, played the hell out of it in store and you know had tons right. of displays i mean and there were that was the thing that the, you know capital was behind that record there's no doubt I right mean, we got uh, look at the, so much yeah. promotional material for that right. record i have lots of it in my basement but it's you know it, um and gave some of it chip i'm pretty sure at some point but um but yeah we i mean 879 wow 11.99 for the oh, long, box. long box too. Wow. Wow. Very nice. Yeah. yeah. So mm. anyway, but that was, Sorry. so yeah, that, uh, mm-hmm. but there was no doubt that, you know, it, Paul cannot say that capital was not firmly behind, behind the record and, and behind right. that record. I mean, they, they pushed it to the nth degree. Um, so. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. So um, those top of the pops perform more promotion then in the su- late summer, then the rehearsals for the tour start. Now, the rehearsals you guys have down in the book, uh, I think in London for a couple of dates there in July. Um, I believe, was it the round? No, the Playhouse. I was going to say the Roundhouse, the Playhouse Theater, right. 
for mm-hmm. rehearsals. Then another rehearsal in New York at the Lyceum. Well, those then, were live shows. Yeah. Right, but they were rehearsal. They were they were closed, right? right? This was only for the fun yeah, club were, could go to it. Right. And the press. Right. And the yeah. press. Okay. Yeah. Um, All right. And those were three dates, right? You got July. Or wait, you got set list. Oh, never mind. That's the set yep. list. Never mind. Go ahead. Yeah, that's the well, that's the tour rehearsals. So that's the tour rehearsals for that, that, and that. You know, which they did. You know, they had a shorter set right. list there for the uh, the two London gigs, one in New York, and then obviously back at the Elstree, which was which was the last really big one before the tour kicked up, right. which looks like a full set list that wasn't truncated. That was from Figure of Eight all the way to uh, Golden Slumbers to the end uh, of of that press conferences. Loads of press conferences. You guys, I'm, I'm sure you've seen them. I've got four mm. or five. The press conference records, there's so many from this period that were turned into records, you know, that were not pressed by Capitol. They were like, I don't know who made oh, them. Oh, no, but no, no, no. Those, I, were all, no. those were all unofficial. They're all unofficial. <laughs> you know the ones I'm talking about, right? The, oh, like, yeah. Color, yeah the, sure. Ton. There's a ton from this period where the press conferences were just pressed to disc, colored vinyl, whatever, and just a slew of them were out there from this period. Um, just to, just to promote the uh, the tour, yeah. which kicks off in earnest on this is really what I want to talk to you guys about is um, the tour itself, which which goes on then obviously it goes into ninety. But talk about in the writing of your book, and I think this was Chip, right? Or was it, well, maybe both of you? Just tell us about listening to every recording of the tour. What? How did a? How did you do it? And b? How did you not blow your brains out by listening to all those shows? <laughs> You know, what was your, was it cassette? It was all cassette, right, Chip? It was all cassette. All yeah. cassette. Mm. And there were a couple of boots. There was you know, like a dirty Italian flowers, which had part of one of the Italian shows. And, and like Friends of the Earth was another one. Uh, but, you know, 90, 95% of it was all cassette. And right. I was the one that had to listen to it yeah. all. Yeah, I <laughs> I do not have the patience. Well, was, I'll that write a, about was, it. was that was that a coin flip or Chip just no. said I'll do it? Chip has the stuff. I I do the writing on it. So right. Um, <laughs> I mean, so and so but now the, the now did you listen to the tapes in 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 preparation for the book? Like was it like like late nineties when you listened to the tapes, or were you listening to the tapes shortly after the tour? You give us the time frame. I was listening to the tapes as they became available throughout the tour. And oh, I, did, so, I taped okay. a couple shows myself. And, you okay. know, if, if you had unique shows, you could, you could bring in. So you were the guy wheeling shows. in the reel to reel. You were, you were reeling in the reel to reel in the, in the stadium, right. To record the show. Oh, well, my, you know, Chip did <laughs> no, some, <laughs> my friend, well, no, but you know, he's not, yeah. not a reel to reel, but you know, I know Chip, yeah. Chip recorded my friend, Jeff, who I would go to shows mm-hmm. with. You know, he would go in with his, you know, various mics and new, you know, right. it was, it was, a, it was <laughs> quite the process. Yeah. Um, how many shows did you see on the tour, guys? Uh, I saw, hold on a second. I saw Chicago, the first, the first and the final Chicago shows in December of 89. Mm. Um, and so I saw, yeah, December 3rd and December 5th. Um, then I saw, let me get, I'm scrolling through the book because I'm looking for Which is your thing. first time you saw Paul, too. Right. Well, right. Oh, that was your first time, Mark? Well, yeah, it should it should have been my second, but it was my first. 
Okay. Uh, that's another story for the Wings Over America uh, episode when we talk about okay. seventy six. Okay. Um, okay. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a very it's a painful story to to go into. Sounds like it if you yeah. missed it. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then I saw him in Indianapolis, February fourteenth, Valentine's Day. I saw him in Lexington on April 9th. Lexington, so this isn't to 1990 now. 1990, yeah. And then yeah. I saw him again, final time, in Iowa. Uh, okay. Ames, Iowa, July 18th. Wow. So, so those were my shows on that tour. Nice. Chip? Montreal, which was my first Paul show ever, and probably the coldest day of the year up there to be standing out waiting for the the limo to come in um then i saw the two worcester mass shows um and then i saw the uh there were two shows in foxborough at the very end of the tour but in between those two dates they had another concert that was pickup shots for the for the movie so basically they filled like 13 rows of Foxborough Stadium huh. with fans, and they just use them for close-ups and cutaways, and they just they mime the stuff, and and it, it was really a unique experience. Awesome. And they use shots from that for the uh, commercial as well, the Visa commercial. The Visa, Visa commercial that was shot uh, that was shot in L.A. at Thanksgiving. Oh, okay, I couldn't remember if that was yeah. uh, mm. part of that. Yeah, so the, the tour kicks off in Europe with 27 dates between uh, Norway, Sweden, Germany, France, uh, Munich, Italy, Switzerland, Spain, uh, a bunch of gigs in uh, the Netherlands, and then a, a break for Christmas. And then I think he got to New York in December of 89, right? Yeah. Oh, no, November. The North November. American tour. No, yeah, November, North American yeah. tour starts yeah. in November. And that's where, right. yeah, four dates, California, three in Chicago as uh, Mark just mentioned, Toronto and Montreal, as Chip mentioned, and then um, four nights in New York, the 11th, the 12th, 14th, and 15th of December, which I know were probably hugely attended shows and, uh, you know, a lot a lot of record. I am sure, Chip, a lot of you had probably multiple, multiple sources of recordings for a lot of these North American gigs, I would think. For some of them, and what's really sad is that I still remember a lot of the dates. <laughs> from memory and not from looking at the book right i can't remember what i did yesterday but i sure remember that englewood 23rd 24th 27th 28th yeah mm. yeah my wife went <laughs> so to all those to shows oh, your wife oh, went really? to those nice. yeah my, my wife uh, was also in uh working in the music business in la um mm. at that time and she uh was very good friends with her capital representative who she, uh, well, th- this is the story that kills me. Um, she had gifted him her copy of the uh, Walking the Park with Eloise Ooh. single. Right, yeah. <laughs> which was, you know, like impossible to find, but she had it. Um, but in return, out of the kindness of his heart, gave her free tickets to all five forum shows. Oh. Uh, so she oh, was wow. so she was at all of those. Um, oh, wow. and then I and then I picked up from her on December third and December fifth in and then, in, in right. Rosemont, yeah, in Rosemont, yeah. The interesting thing about the December third show was that he, um, you know, I've never been to a show that had more just electricity 
like <laughs> in the audience. I mean, it was really incredible. Right. I've, I've never experienced right. anything like that before or since. And, I, you know, I've been to a lot of shows before then and certainly a lot right. after. Um, but there so, was just this, this, the anticipation was just insane. And, but the interesting part is that, you know, the show began with this video or the film like right. sort of a retrospective film that right. was shown behind him. Well, <laughs> at first show in Chicago, something happened and it screwed up. Oh, that's it didn't, right. It didn't that's show right. it. Mm. So everybody mm. was expecting, you know, the screen was, everybody was expecting to watch this film and it right. never happened. So all of a sudden he just, the lights went off and he came walking on. So and uh-huh. he, <laughs> it was just after all of this, like, it, immense anticipation was almost like a letdown that he just kind of saunters on stage and waves <laughs> and nobody was expecting <laughs> him to come on at that here's point. a song and, you've never heard before yeah exactly here you go people of chicago so here's figure um, of eight yeah yeah <laughs> i think that actually came so out a, le- the a lesson the lesson to learn with your wife mark is always befriend the capital um at that time know, yeah. A yeah despite the fact that we no longer have that 45 of walking right well, oh god well it's, you can find it easy on ebay now but well uh, yeah but at that yeah. Time, the neat thing about chicago too was that uh cbs was filming for the 48 hours show yeah. right 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 yeah we got that yeah so in uh november december that's when um because we'll, we're gonna we'll, we're gonna incorporate that uh, some of that footage in the uh, in this video here, um, but that was yeah, um, that was a big uh, deal. It was that was basically what the sixty yeah. was six forty eight hours. It was it was forty eight hours, which was CBS Sunday night. Mm-hmm. What, 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 yes, that was on. Yeah, January twenty fifth, nineteen ninety, is when it aired. But they they were filming it in uh, November December. It says yeah. here. Yeah, and there there was an interview with a super fan woman on there or something wow. too, right? <laughs> Joy. Still, yeah. Joy. Still, yeah. She yes. certainly made herself a celebrity after that. She certainly did. Mm, I remember that. <laughs> she didn't yeah. uh she didn't show up a a, a painting that she have painted it. and it's like this is a it's like a you know a sprout coming out of the ground. <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, she was a sprout of a new generation. <laughs> new generation. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Um yeah. Oh, what did you Lord. guys so watching these shows? I mean, he really again um I, like we said earlier he's incorporating the beatles songs back in here i mean what'd you guys think about that did you guys were you guys expecting to hear more solo stuff i mean what were you guys uh what were you guys anticipations uh for uh for the show mark well i mean because we already knew the track list from the european shows yeah okay and plus right. he, we knew what we were getting um so i was it wasn't like oh gee i'm I, it would have been nice to have heard more solo stuff. Um, I always felt feel that way when it comes to right. those, you know, eight eighty nine to present shows. Yeah, um, is that he just, you know, he does he doesn't give me what I want. He gives the general populace what they want. Um, but yeah, I I felt like he certainly overlooked uh, songs that could have been good perform, you know, good performances from the. Junior, right. Junior's, Junior's Farm. Right, sure. Well, yeah, all sorts of songs, yeah, that would have worked. But Hamish uh, was a good singer. I mean, they could have done silly love songs. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I think they would have done a very good job with that. Yeah, yeah. But, there were certain, no shortage of tunes. 
you know they did do what they did do let him in at one point but uh, yeah, yeah that came out in japan japan yeah. you know japan, so okay. but still it was just uh yeah a whole decades worth of material was however it was they the beetle material was fresh then so it oh, wasn't yeah. like it is now it was oh like, yeah yeah I mean, right and, right and so to and and to hear him do like the Abbey Road medley and you know that yeah, kind of stuff. Right. I mean, that was like whoa things we said today things <laughs> like that yeah. right pool right. on the hill yeah yeah so that was you know to have that all be hearing those songs live for the first time was, was pretty astonishing uh, you know right. even Hey Jude you've never done Hey you know so even at that yeah. time you know that was like wow um, but yeah yeah. Uh, and the band between the touring drops figure of eight as a single. This is the single with the extra, with the new, with the new guitar, with the new. No, the it's new... a different, entirely different recording. Yeah. Right. Totally different yeah. recording. Right. Yeah. yeah. Which is actually the better. It's better than the album version. Mm-hmm. And this I think one, I... this one yeah. also gets three, three different, uh, 12 inch mm-hmm. variations. Three, 12. I variations. think there were eight variations yeah. in all. Yeah. <laughs> Right, and then one of the twelve inches had the uh, the etch uh, side uh, on there. Maybe they can uh, eight variations. Ship. Wow, eight eight. And Mark, wasn't this one of the ones where they finally decided for the UK charts that you can only have so have many? so many? It was it was yeah that that yeah it, it kind so of you couldn't fiddle the charts by releasing sure. all these variations. Sure. Yeah, yeah, there's a yellow one, and then there's, uh, an, or- there's an orange never one. Never mind. It's it's sealed, and I'm not going to uh, oh. unseal it. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> if there was yeah, ever a time yeah, to unseal it, this would be if it. there's ever a time, okay. Go ahead, yeah, go ahead. But, go ahead, um, Chip. Go ahead, Chip. Yeah. I'm, I'm not going to get mine. It's in the other room. I ain't going. <laughs> but here's a here's another version right there. It's got a nice little yeah. shot of Paul. Uh, I mean, right yeah, totally. The, the the single mix is way better than the album cut. Mm-hmm. Way better, and and hell right. of a choice to open up a tour too. Yeah, and then here. uh, here's uh, here's, here's the, the other here's one the right orange there. one. So, yeah, yeah. Let's see your chip. Oh, there's that the there's that Parlophone '80s label. Yeah. yeah oh, there there's the go. etching. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, this way. Yep. Yep. There you go. Yep. Very good. And then the etching so is just the, the same cover picture. of the fort. Yeah. Right. Right. Um, yeah. Back in your sleep for another 30 years. Back in your sleep. What about the band, guys? I mean, how do you feel about the performance of the band um, and just the whole tempo uh, of the show? I think Robbie's the best guitarist he's ever had. Ooh, really? Speaking as a guitar player, now, yes. That would, is a hot take, my friends. <laughs> I would actually... Um, I would say when Jimmy McCulloch was so sober, he was the best, he was the best. guitarist that Paul ever had. But unfortunately, okay. he was not often in that condition. So, uh, mm. so I would I would say that Robbie was the second best that he ever had. Mm. But he Robbie is an amazing guitar player. I mean, and you know, I'm not a huge fan of Rusty. Um, okay. You know, I, I I feel like he, I don't know, he, he's a poser. <laughs> so well, uh, well put yeah and so uh so i really i think robbie is just a true musician and you know i i thought his work you know when he was with pretenders and mm-hmm. before that and you know he was just mm-hmm. a tremendous tremendous guitarist so yeah I, i'm with chip uh 
overall. I'll, I'll agree with you. I think he's the best guitarist he's had. I think yeah. you know you listen to him. He's uh, he is on fire on on these recordings. And even mm-hmm. as a member, he's just a great guitarist. You know, before sure. the Pretenders, cool. and even the work he's done after. I I, I mm-hmm. watched an interview. He did a couple of interviews, and you know he kind of felt unceremoniously sacked. You know, yeah. when Paul yeah. when Paul told him basically we're taking a break now. And I know he was he was, and I'm sure they all were. But Robbie said he was particularly not ready for that kind of to end when it did. Right. No, I, I think. Well, they gave Robbie yeah. that great thirty second, forty five second guitar solo in between. What was the things we said today in Eleanor Rigby? Oh yes, yeah. the link. It was different every night. Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. yeah. Yeah, you listen. Yeah, you things. listen to that. Listen to that on Tribune Live. Fantastic. The link, mm. the guitar solo between those two. Uh, that's an incredible piece of uh, playing to link those two songs together to make it. And I didn't realize it was different every night too. Wow. Well, it, it wasn't as scripted as Paul's <laughs> patter. We'll say. Yeah, exactly. I mean, he, yeah. he had a he had a little leeway in it. Another another question, and I, th- I think I know the answer. But the um, the album, the live album came out. All the little stuff that was thrown in between, obviously the sound check stuff. That's not well, that was not part of the set list. So like you know the like the banter was like if I'm not if I weren't upon the stage, that was that was done every night right before hey, the June. fake out was done every night. You know, mm-hmm. Fake out it was the hustle, or if I were not upon the stage, or Sally, or right. oh so and Sally was oh so Sally was played too. He changed Sally it was up. one of the fake outs in the, yeah. in the UK tour. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Um, oh, yeah. Kind of a weird. That is one weird thing about it. when you do listen to the live album and you hear some of those throwaway things. It kind of does ruin the listening experience. Right. Like inner city madness. Why are we listening to that? Yeah. You know, in the middle. Of, let's present a live album like Wings Over America. You know. Yeah. yeah. Um, was there right. a lot of banter in between? I know it. Like, uh, you know, and talking in between tracks and stuff like that. You know, like is. Paul's live albums, even including a lot of that is cut out, but on, on this tour, he left a lot of that banter in, you mm-hmm. know, yeah, the same got, old, yeah. Yeah, he didn't edit a lot of it out. I mean, but again, the, the banter was, even then, it was scripted. So, <laughs> um, so you know, if you saw, as we did, several shows on that tour, you basically, you know, saw pretty much the same show. <laughs> <laughs> right Each time he did it, he was not you know it was not off the cuff banter it was uh, scripted un- and it was is, scripted unless yeah, but- unless something out of the ordinary happened during the show you know which i can't give you an, an example of right right now, but, but yeah one nice was- thing about it being scripted was when i would know when to do the tape flips yeah <laughs> ah, <laughs> there you go give me give me two songs yep yeah yeah. Go ahead, go ahead and finish, Chip. I was going to say, one thing I remember about that tour is a lot of the shows I just stood there solid, trying to keep anybody from seeing the mic or seeing the tape recorder or seeing me flip. And Because mm-hmm. back then it wasn't, you couldn't just hit a, a you didn't have a little zip card that had, you know, <laughs> right. record three hours at a time. I mean, you had to, you had yeah, flip 45 the minutes side. You had, you had, you had, you had 45 minutes on minutes. the side, my man. That right. was it. Yep. Flip that sucker. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we almost yeah. got caught in. Guys, uh, give me two songs. In Lex- oh, we almost I, got caught in Indianapolis. Okay. So did you? Yes. Indy <laughs> was almost jumping oh, a tour when Jeff and I went and saw him in '02, and they started to use the wands when you were trying to get in. Oh, when, right. when you'd go through. Right. Mm-hmm. And here I am with the mini disc and the John Holmes mic, and I ended up putting it in my umbrella and holding my umbrella up over my head when he wanted me. So. That one, yeah. 
Woo! Wow. Wait a second, that happened to you when you mm. went to because that it also happened in, in 90. Oh, when, did it? All right. Yeah, when Jeff and I because Jeff and I were mm. sitting on the side for that sh- for that show, the side, but like almost directly behind where he would sing Fool on the Hill and all that stuff okay. in the upright. Um so you know, we it seemed like he was like ten feet away from us. It was, uh, I mean, that was an amazing vantage point. But, uh, but at any rate, as a result of that, though, we felt kind of in the spotlight, and so <laughs> there were lots of of ushers and stuff walking around, and and mm. uh, you know, we just you felt exposed. And Jeff is sitting there like trying to, you know, flip tapes and go underneath. And it was, <laughs> it was not. Uh, it was somewhat of a nerve-wracking experience. Me, I'm just like stoic. Right. I, you know, big deal. It's like the show sounds like every other show we've been to. You know, um, right? Anyway, man, I, 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 what a what a labor of love to try to get the, all those things recorded. God bless I don't know you if guys love, for doing that. I don't know if love is the <laughs> word, but it's, it's labor for sure. Oh, I, well, it's I think it's love because yeah. if you didn't love him, you wouldn't be doing it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. Tom, right. what were you going to be? Give, your me, question? give me, say, uh, Mark Chip. Give me two eighty songs you think would have worked for that for that tour. I mean, take out Ebony and Ivory, uh, take out Coming Up. What 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 two songs eighties from the eighties you think would have would have would have went well with uh, with that tour? No more lonely nights. Okay, would have fit. I think. Um, Mark, you think of one, and I'll try and come up with another here in the meantime. I hate being put on the spot. Yeah. I mean, do you, I mean, do you think something like press would have would have no, would have worked? No, no, no. no. Spies like us okay. might have worked. Take it away would have freaking worked. I'll tell you that. Well, maybe yeah. no. Well, the yeah, only with problem Wicks is that, and the horn. Yeah, you could have yeah. done. Yeah. It, because that's you know that is one of the frustrating things about a lot of Paul's tours. <laughs> Is you know right. after Wings Over America, well, in the '79 shows they didn't go out with the horn section, and so right. Wicks had those cheesy sounding horn samples that yeah. he used, you know, which up until you know I guess the last tour, the one in, in '19 when he finally brought, uh, yes, you know, those right. horns yes. along with him, and it was like, yeah. oh, thank God, right. you know, it's like yes. are you really are you really yes. that skint that you can't afford a couple of stinking horn players? come along with you, you <laughs> to, to, to play a um, dozen right. gigs you right know? I mean, exactly so right. um so yeah. i think if they'd have had that i think yeah take it away would have been a good track mm-hmm. um ballroom dancing yeah uh, oh yeah you know yeah um maybe right. would have been getting closer well of course that's not an 80s track shit oh all right well close enough close enough <laughs> you know I, I probably he probably wanted to just put all the press stuff behind him even though some of that material may have worked stranglehold maybe but he probably was just like yeah. i'm not going back to that album i'm burying it i'm not right i'm forgetting it which is yeah. he has to this day so yeah yes he has unfortunately yes he has but, right, so t- right time will tell yeah. So yeah, the tour in, goes. Um, yeah, go ahead, Tom. So we got the. Uh, in, no, I'm just saying, in, and then and then November yep. we get uh, we get uh, flowers again. Uh, this time with the world tour pack. The world tour uh, pack. With the added bonus of a, a 45 or a three inch uh, CD single. And that so we was, heading uh, into 90 party. now. You get to buy it twice. No, no, we we're still at twice. Yeah. No, this yeah. one for this CD is, uh, and one for. Yeah, this, yeah. This, yeah, November. This, yeah, yeah, November. This, this came is out. November of '89. Oh, really? This came out. Okay, yeah. boy, yeah. I wrote this thing. <laughs> <laughs> okay, to be fair, it came out in November in the UK, and in the US, yeah. it came out in uh, February of 90. Oh, there you go. So, okay. Mark, okay. you're right then. You're, you're Even very though, right. Yeah, I thought it came out in 90, Half. but 
but yeah. then again, I but I know that I got an import copy of it when it came out, so I actually <laughs> did get it in '89. So there you right. go. Right. So very I'm, interesting yeah, I mean, that they did not. Um, when they chose to repackage this in 2017, they didn't recreate this, you know, because this is a un unique package that they could have. It's a neat package. Yeah. That they could have mm -hmm. easily reproduced and, you know, you could have had your standard two LP reissue, you know, and mm -hmm. then you could have thrown that you could have, they, they could have done this too, to get all the, you know, the, the, um, what's that, the name of that, the, the guy who does the, the family tree, Pete frame, mm -hmm. you know, right. you've got the Pete frame family tree poster in there, all yeah. good, all good stuff. That they could have easily recreated, which I think people would have enjoyed to, mm -hmm. to, to look at this now. Yeah, um, I don't think I've ever seen a copy though that hasn't had all the corners bashed on it. Oh yeah, it's yeah. very delicate. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, it's, it is a very so. It's yeah, it does it does get beat up easily. It's pretty cheaply but made. It's a road case. <laughs> yes, exactly. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um, and uh, uh, let's see here. Let's see if I can find the. Uh, and while you're doing that, the U.S. Here. version. Here we go. Really, just here the go, U.K. Though. version. Party party. It was with right. a different chip. hype sticker on it. Yeah, they oh, imported. With... They imported the right. yeah the product rather than having to make yeah. it in the U.S. So, so then the the forty five of party party. Then on the back you got another etching. So yeah, pretty good there. Now, is that the yeah. is that the CD version you have or is that the LP? Where you have this? No, this is the LP. This is the, I have both. Oh, you do have both. Okay. Yeah, I have both. Yeah. Damn. Because that's what we do. We get both. Yep. When we can, when we can. Yep. So yeah, the World Tour pack comes out, and you get Party Party in there, and then you know, Forty Eight Hours is is filmed in at the end of that year, but as we said, not aired until nineteen ninety. But this, you know, this prolific period really does carry on well into nineteen ninety with the tour. Um, when does the tour wrap up, guys? December fifteenth, July. Oh, oh, you talking the about eighty nine? Well, the, no, well, the, the, the whole the yeah. tour combined. When oh, is the, the tour thing? And yeah, yeah. July. Oh, it's July twenty ninth of yeah. uh, ninety in Chicago. Right. So that's that's just about a that's about a year. That's a year on tour, man. Mm -hmm. To 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 go out and support an album. I mean, how many? And, how... and his voice, you right. know, <laughs> took the brunt of it. I mean, uh, you know, the show that I was supposed to see in Lexington was delayed and oh that was a reschedule that yeah. was a reschedule because he blew really? his voice out in february oh, and yeah, and you could and you could tell at that um at the indianapolis show uh that he was struggling it was you know that was the first mm. time it was sort of like e you know they were there uh it's not like it is now compared to now he sounded like caruso then but <laughs> yeah um, you know i mean he could at least sing through it now my god you know um but yeah, so that was the first instance that he was really, you know, he kind of blew his Wonder. voice out. Too many dates, and yeah, in a row, dates and a back to back. And, yeah, and I wonder if he, wonder if he called Terrence to get the uh, the horse remedy uh, 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 tea uh, recipe that he used. Well, for I think his tour. yeah, I think his re his his remedy was more pot, um, which pot. Didn't, yeah. didn't didn't help the situation at all. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but good call good call yeah so how many uh how many how many dates in total in the tour well over 100 right oh gosh um i think there were over 100 but i'm drawing a blank you know somebody can go in the back of the book and count them all well on. it's in the book yeah it's it's in the book guys and you know again you know please this 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 what mark and chip have done with this book 
is decades beyond, decades later yeah, we're still we're still it's it's, a, it's the beyond go-to. amazing the work that they put into this is beyond amazing let me tell you something when we, i bought this book as a i was a broke yeah. college kid i could not afford it but i made sure <laughs> that i had the money to buy it when i was 19 i'm like i have to have this book i think it was maybe 50 bucks in 2000 no it was it was cheap for relatively it was cheap it was 40 yeah. bucks 40 bucks uh, so that for a broke college kid, that yeah. was a lot of money. That was a lot. It's why, it's why do you think I, it's, it's, it's here, man. Yeah. It's, it's, we have to have it. Yeah. And, um, you had to you skip know, a we, couple lunches for that. Huh? I certainly did. Well, I made up for it, but I mean, it, uh, it is a, it is the gift that keeps on giving Tom and I refer to yes. it all the time. And there's a reason why it's at our, at our sides. Mm-hmm. And, um, this Tom and I, this community is so indebted to the work and the sacrifices that you gentlemen did to to write this book and give it to it you know because there's you know it's it's a gift to us that uh we could never repay you for so thank you well, that's very very kind of you so i that. appreciate, I appreciate that. it yeah it's i i know you guys took time away from your families to to and you locked mm-hmm. yourselves away and emails and sending and you were probably so sick of it after a while just to be done with it and uh it's nice to know that 20 something odd years later that they could still reach people uh, who have never, who obviously can't get the book now physically, but can get the right. electronic PDF. Yeah. Which well, is and still it's available. funny because that, uh... you hearing you guys oh, talk about it reminds again, yeah. me that it's yeah. that it's uh, you probably know more about the book than we do at this point <laughs> in terms of you know in, in terms of being able to right. pull information up from it because it's like yeah it, it right it's in, you know when Chip and I went back to do the the you know the refresh in 2018 it was literally the first time that we had mm-hmm. looked at it other in, than just a mm-hmm. glance you know glance at it, but as a whole in 18 years 17 18 years so well, um i mean yeah. it's like who wrote this I'm right exactly who, yeah who did all this i right. can't believe well, you know. published in 2000 but when did you guys really start working on it in earnest i started well, really yeah maybe three years before and mark came on a year in so the last two so right yeah, 98 like 98 when, right so it was it was yeah. a solid so, two years worth of work but there's no writing. wonder why we, even to take a 15 year break i understand because you were with it for so long every day probably for hours all night and then you were like hey and then you look at it and 15 years 18 years later you go back and say okay let's look what did we do now what did we yeah. spend three years of our life doing oh it well, doesn't have an apostrophe in it yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> That's right. Anyways, I mean, you can maybe find this on eBay. I mean, people will sell these things for for hundred, hundred and fifty, two hundred dollars. If you're lucky, maybe you can find one for for fifty. If you're lucky, um, but um, the, the value is the value again. You won't find this the, the the information in this book. You won't find it anywhere else. These guys, they like like Andy said, they put the time in. Uh, they 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 did the homework. Chip, you know, like Andy said, God bless you. I mean, you you listened to all that footage, and uh, and and Mark, you had to write everything down that that uh, that that Chip was was mentioning about these about these uh, about these shows. And and it's not that the, I mean it's the it's the 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 recording sessions right I mean it's it's who and this isn't this isn't them. just this isn't just you one know, year folks right. for anybody who does not know right. who might be a new fan to Two Legs this book is the Solo Beatles how do I say the word compendium compendium thank you twenty three years compendium. I never knew how to say that um, <laughs> it's it's chronicling all four solo careers up until the year two thousand we just picked a random year right. from Paul to talk about it 
But you're, this is all four solo Beatles and their recorded activity up until the year 2000. So that, that is a hundred years of recorded activity if you if you there line you them up. <laughs> right. right. Wow. So that wow. that's how comprehensive how comprehensive this 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 book is. Let me ask you an interesting question. One that I wonder if you guys have thought about. If it's happened, do you know? If you guys have been bootlegged yourselves, are there like are there like copies floating around that people have just you that you are aware of that maybe have just produced them and or yeah. to, are there not hard copies? People OCR'd the book early on and distributed it. Yeah, it was like within the mm. first year, wasn't it, Chip? Yeah, we had somebody who we had to, who we had to like uh, come down on. Good. Yeah. Okay. Oh, he was he was he was copying it and giving it out. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. he he scanned all of the pages with an optical pages. character recognition, okay. and oh wow, distributing it as a as a PDF. Oh oh crap, that's no good. And the dumbass left his name <laughs> in the tag file <laughs> on the word file. Mm-hmm. So I knew it, it took me like two minutes to find him online. Some guy in Russia, and I said, "Let me." Get your spelling of your name right so I can add you to the front cover here. Since you're right, it's your wow. book as well. <laughs> that, that well, listen, you knew that was probably going to happen. I mean, that was you yeah. know early days. Yeah. So oh, um, same yeah. deal with the re- remaster. You know, a guy. Should we shame him here or not? Nah, yeah, we won't. Uh, there, there's um, a guy that distributed the the remastered version as well. So oh, the PDF. Yeah, yeah. Which that's, that's you know. <laughs> Once you've, yeah, that's just the sad fact about the whole fabulous digital world in that regard is that, right, it, right, yeah, whether, whether out you're the bag, right, you know. whether you're a right. performer, an author, right, once your, once your content is out there, mm-hmm. it's gonna, it's gonna find its way into hands who's gonna distribute, it doesn't matter who you right. are, whether you're Paul McCartney or Chip and Mark, it's just, that's what's gonna happen. So, well, and because, you know, we're old men, you know, we, the whole idea of having it strictly as a print book. Um, you know, made it more difficult to do something like that with it. Um, hmm. So we resisted for ages doing a digital version, even after that had become the sort of the standard um, because of that fact. It was like, you know, once you let that out there, even if you put all the locks on it and all the password protection and, the, you know, somebody's... <laughs> People, if they want to do it, they're going to be able to do it. And so, but it, you know, it, it is it, what it is. The, the most important part is that it's out there. And, yeah. you know, that's, that's, do that's you, at this do you, point. <laughs> do you foresee a time when, when Paul and Ringo are no longer with us that you guys get the urge to write the final bit of it and then that would be the final chapter on everything or no? I, I cannot, not me, even fathom going through. No. Those McCartney shows again. No. I started or the Ringo driving shows. rain tour. Oh, the Ringo <laughs> as it was happening, and it was mm. like fucking cats every night. You know the exact same yeah. introductions, well, and and it just burned me out on it. Well, maybe yes. not. Maybe not listen mm. to every 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 tour or every recording, but at least chronicle it and then. Well, c- the cover problem it. is though that that's yeah. the type of people, and certainly the type of person Chip is, and I me to a lesser degree. But you know, mm. if you're going to do it, do it right. Right. Yeah. So, yes. so yeah. you know, yeah. doing it half-assed is not in the equation. Yeah, an option. Because so, you're, if you're going to do it, you need to yeah. do it the right way. Right. Exactly. So, yeah. so we, you know, we wouldn't be able to if we if you can't do it the way that we did this, then we don't want to do it. And so, 
people will just well, have to be happy with what's out yeah. there. Or unless somebody wants yeah. to do something from 2000 and well, that's two, what we've said. Oh, yeah. That's what we've yeah. said a million times. Like, I was just going to we, say. We would welcome some. You would give somebody your blessings to, yeah. to do that, right? If not our research, we would give but them our blessings. But follow, yeah, right. Follow the formula that you guys. And you only, you only got to do two Beatles. Week. You only got to do Paul and Ringo. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's, half, it's, it's, like, it's half the work. It's true. It's true. Uh, yeah. and, and pulling together all of the shows from from 2000 to now, it might be more difficult than it was for, believe it or not, for the, the 80s stuff, just because there aren't as many people interested in it. They're holding mm. up their phones now and taping bits oh. on their phone. They're not. Yeah. There aren't yeah. a lot of serious tape traders. You know, that whole dynamic has changed. Yeah, for sure. Um, so, mm. you know, there might be huge, there'd be huge gaps in all of the Ringo tours. You know, you might have three or right. four shows from each tour that are floating around out there. But not complete. But not complete. Yeah. Right. So right. you really can't track all of the, okay, they changed the set this night and this night, and they dropped this and they switch these around because you don't have all of no. the puzzle. I mean, I, I must say though, they, 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 there are plenty of, so you can get recording. People still do it. I mean, you, oh, know, you yeah. can't, it's done, but maybe not to the, nobody's not, nobody's going to get, as you say, every single Ringo show and throw it up on a site and then you can go get it and you right. know, get it. It's, you might get one show out of uh, five or in, on the West coast or something, you know, so yeah. it's not going to be as easy as done. But that's the reason right there. So just, you know, the, the, if you if you can't do it where it's the complete documents where you're you're able to pull, <laughs> in, then then you feel right. like you haven't done the job correctly. And there Fair are lots enough. of people and lots of authors out there who have no problem with that, but we do. So which uh, which to be, is to very be haughty about it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, you're gonna do yeah. it. You got to You have to do it the yeah. right way. And, yeah. and I I totally right. respect that. We both respect that. So yeah. um, talking about missing pieces, uh, for the longest time there was one show from the '89 tour that nobody had you know people had make up fake copies of it pulling little bits out of each different shows trying to recreate it but the leon france show didn't show up until a couple of years after the tour was over and everybody said, have you got uh, leon have you got leon at least, uh, right. <laughs> it's, like a, it's like an underground yeah. trade you know do you got this one do you have, do you have it yeah it's crazy that's well, what's I'm... sad is on a lot of this on some of this stuff people would make up concerts just so they'd have something to trade to trade yeah. oh they they, yeah, they might yeah. not have a unique show but they'd say all right i'm going to take this from here and this from here and yeah this is right this is... interesting right. interesting gotcha well gentlemen this was a fantastic conversation would is there anything you'd like to add uh, projects things you're doing i know you guys are just laying low recently but uh feel free to share with what anything you guys projects doing selling well, mark's joined the uh the retired crew now that's right yes congratulations yes, yes. but um i've been helping uh my friend andrew sandoval uh mm. edit for those monkeys fans out there uh it's called the, it's the mickey dolan's archives volume one um it's taking documents photos things uh, from his personal archive and putting them into a book that'll be out hopefully at the end of the year. Um, so how can I've, somebody turn around a book well, in a year? Well, <laughs> it's, it's amazing what happens uh, when, yeah. you, uh, but uh, it's 
but I'm I'm helping edit that. So oh, awesome! I've helped with excellent. Yeah, I've uh, well, he he issued a book in 2021. Uh, uh, Andrew's far more than the, than the monkeys, if you know anything about his his archiving, mm-hmm. and he's mm-hmm. worked, you know he's got a 30 plus year career. Um, yeah, doing the Kinks, the Beach Boys. Yep, I've read, uh, I've, I've seen a lot of his work. Yeah, and and her, well, and, uh, you know, audio work especially. Um, yeah. But he did a, a Monkey's Day by Day in 2021, and that was uh, the first book project that I kind of helped him with was that. Well, they actually, the original edition of that back in 05, um, and then he did a much upgraded and improved one that he issued in 21. So so anyway, those are the things I've been working on in my retirement. So. Congratulations mm-hmm. on your retirement there, Thank Mr. You. Easter. Thank Our, you. Job well done. Yes. Chip, how about you, my man? Um over the last couple of years, I've been helping a couple of guys out of Europe and have been editing their monstrous uh, reference. It's equal to eight arms, but for Stephen Wilson and Porcupine Tree. That's right. I forgot. Chip is a big favorites. fan. Yes. Yes. Um, so I've been editing that for them and I've been uh, bringing up a puppy for the last three months, <laughs> which is a full time wow. gig. <laughs> oh, just what kind he, of dog you got? There? Yeah, what kind of dog? He's uh he's an Australian cattle hound. Uh, keep oh, wow. keep him away from the records. So, yeah, exactly. <laughs> he does not come in the basement. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I kind of let Mark in the basement until he was house <laughs> Awesome. Oh, that's fa- that's fantastic. Well, uh, much so, congratulations to both of you guys and uh, continued success on yes. on those projects. And uh, let's do this again for another year. Uh, but yeah, let's do it. Let's, let's do it uh, sooner than a year. From sounds now. good. I agree. Yeah. We'll yeah. pick. We'll pick another cool. fun year to, to tackle, and uh, we'll do it. Uh, Tom, what about you, my man? Well, you know, two legs. Uh, we're 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 got so many great shows planned up. Um, where do we start uh authors i mean continue i mean it seems like this show is a revolving door with offers there's so many uh so many new books coming out uh, we're looking at uh, having our, our friend john blaney back who we convinced him to do volume five of his uh, songs he was singing uh book uh series where he just goes decade by decade and 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 talks about all the, the releases uh, of that decade. So uh, be on the lookout for that. Um, we do have one author coming up that we don't want to talk of say right now because we don't want to jinx anything. And uh, he's someone who uh, I don't think he's hasn't done a Beatles related podcast in a long, long time. So we're really, uh, we're really looking forward to uh, to getting this guy. And uh, again, Andy, you're going to the fest. Uh, here in uh in august and yep. uh when as soon as What's we get the week, details two weeks uh, two well weeks. yeah two yeah well, but yeah, yeah the t- uh, 11th 12th and 13th of uh august yeah mark yeah. we should so go when we... uh, <laughs> mark's like nah 2013 <laughs> was it for me i, no, I, yeah, I went to everyone from 1977 when i was to 12 then. oh wow to, to 19 to 2013 and 2013 was just no like kidding enough i yeah. it's I just, it's not what it was right. i'm too old and i right. I, I missed the way it was you're right so. i i, I <laughs> gotcha. don't disagree man it's yeah. it has changed but yeah. um and then uh cool and then talk more talk you just had a recent episode drop a week ago talk more talk we just talked about the the uh the john lennon's rock and roll and and mccartney's uh uh, Russian album, and we just talked about those two albums and, and the songs, and you know which one we preferred, and and that was a lot of fun. And and our own kiddo tool will be at the fest to represent uh, Talk More Talk, 
and then you'll be there to rep represent two legs. And I'm sure there's going to be some uh, collaborating between uh, shows and on panels. And like I said, as soon as we get that uh, written in stone, we will um, share it with you. I do want to wish our buddy Al Sussman uh, a speedy oh. recovery. Yeah, um, he's in the is in the hospital. He said he had a few issues. So he's mm. not going to be at the fest, the uh, fest this year. So we want to wish our buddy uh, Al Sussman a speedy recovery. We know you'll get better, and uh, you'll be at the. I'm sure we'll see you at the, the fest next February for the 50th in anniversary, uh, yeah. uh, in, in New York for the fest. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, uh, but again, please get subscribe well, to the YouTube yeah, channel. Yeah, definitely, Al. Yes, get well. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, please, if you're new, check out the uh, the YouTube channel, Two Legs of Paul McCartney Podcast, where the numbers continue to grow. We're really proud of that, and we're really proud of all the fans that have been checking out the show on a weekly basis and uh, having a lot of fun hearing your comments and reading your comments. Uh, so please keep that going. So that's Two Legs of Paul McCartney Podcast, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook at Two Legs Podcast. Email us at uh, Two Legs Podcast at gmail.com. And other than that, Andy, go ahead and uh, yeah, take us I've home, got, brother. Yeah, uh, I've just got a quick – I have a recent upload on my own channel. There it is again, Lenonology.com yeah. to get the updated uh, 2018 revision of Eight Arms to Hold You by Mark and Chip is available mm -hmm. on Lenonology.com. It's up there, and we'll have the link in the description box below so you guys can get that uh, PDF copy to read. Just a truly wonderful work yes. uh, there. Uh, yes. Real quick, on my own channel, I did a little quick review on my own uh, podcast channel. Did a look a 50 year look back at the Who's Quadrophenia with my uncle, which was a great conversation. Who's a drummer and introduced me to that album. It's one of my favorites. <laughs> that's up on my channel uh, to check that out. And that's going to do it for all of us. So for Chip, for Mark, for my partner Tom, Lenonology.com to go get the 2018 revision. Mark Easter, Chip Mattinger, thank you both so much for coming on again to Two Legs tonight. And uh, we'll see you soon. Always Take a care. great time. Thank my you. My pleasure. Take care. Bye, guys. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you. You've been listening to Two Legs, a Paul McCartney podcast, hosted by Tom Hanyadi and Andy Nichols, with musical contributions by Dylan.